Hey everybody, welcome back to Dice and Virtue. Here we are again this week. I am your humble host and dungeon master, one Dylan. Joining me as always, the dicey one. It's me, the dicey one. And the virtuous one. It's me, the virtuous one. That's Christina and Casey. You know them, I hope. Uh, last time on this show, the... Shit got weird. Shit got real weird. God, what all happened? It was two and a half hours. It was... There was a spring. There was a spring. <laughs> okay. Uh, y'all got some wicked cool loot from we the did. Nine on High. Yeah. Uh, who then began to dissipate. Um, and then you started off on your journey towards the Blood Bog, beyond which rests the the Abyss. The Heart uh, of the Sticks. Yeah. Um yeah. And within the abyss rests Rahel, your your end goal. So, uh, on your way, an invasion began of the Nine Hells. Um, Nyarlathotep laying siege once again. Um, and then Yalf booked it. Yalf yeah. said, nah, left. Well, I mean, we, we tried to be helpful, but it became quickly apparent that it was a losing prospect and that our considerable efforts would be best directed elsewhere. Yeah, like, y'all, y'all is two dudes. You ain't gonna fight a large-scale war yourselves. Exactly, yeah. I mean, is that not what we're about to do? <laughs> well, sort of, yeah. You know, cut off the head and all that. Yeah. Um. So. Don't tread on me and such. We now uh return to the adventure at hand. The two of you... Having just defeated, um, spring. a spring monster, a, a spring monster, his oh, coil no. buddy, uh, the bouncing menace, the uh, the burrowing thing, and the uh, there was something else. A fucking. You mean the eye? Sure. The eye that yeah, with well, a special appearance by uh by Dire Mole Gwen. Yeah. Um. And and you're just continuing to follow the river sticks, if I recall. Yeah, we are. Um, I would like to, while we are doing so, keep an eye out for this uh, flower that that demon or devil apothecary told me about. It's uh, it's blue with with thorns on, and it was implied that it can be used in the creation of some kind of mana potion, which I would be very interested in getting a hold of or learning how to make. So. I'd like to keep my eyes open for that. And as a wilderness woman, I, I feel like my senses for that would be pretty keen. Sure. Um, normally, if you knew where that thing is likely to grow, you could make a nature check. Yeah. Um, but because you've only heard the, like, a physical description of the thing, uh, and it's it's foreign to you, uh, really the, the best you can hope for is just kind of keeping an eye out. So it's going to be your yeah. passive. Yes. Because... Um, Game mechanics. Sure. Hey, those exist. And I they remember sure. what they do sometimes. Um, so, following up the River Styx, um, the barren and uh, ashy red soil beneath your feet uh, begins to uh, harden as you progress. Uh, you, you start heading sort of uphill um, uh, along this winding path following the river. Um you start you start getting into more uh rocky territory uh sort of mountainous areas um <clears throat> is there anything the two of you would like to do along your journey other than keep an eye out for that flower hmm so it's 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 not just the two of us it's us and maggie and and smith uh, 
Smith and, Reed's and the body. and yeah, Reed's body and Seffy and Seffy. Did you recover Seffy Reed's okay? body? Yeah, he was in the um in the shack with Maggie. In the love shack. Sure, but I don't recall you guys retrieving the body. We would not have left without the body. Okay. Thank you. Dylan. Just I, walk away. Just be like, anyway. I mean, we'll be fine. <laughs> what what use to you is a lifeless corpse that you have to drag around? Fair. But dinner. If you want to have taken the body, you take the body. Um, yeah, I think well, I, it'll, be a, it'll be a it'll be a comfort to Smith. Yeah, that's and what I was thinking. Have you that's... let Smith down to march on his own, or no. you just carrying him the whole way? Yeah, delightful. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> um, we should probably do a rest when it's feasible because uh, we are hurting and low on spells and such. And are are we away from the war and the battle such that we could reasonably be safe against this mountain foot? As far as you can tell, uh, you haven't spotted anything else pursuing you since your last fight. Right. Um, you can go ahead and make perception checks for me, if you'd like. Sure. Yes. Oh my gosh. Speak Blue. clearly into the microphone. It's and 11. That's a composite 20, compadre. Well then, um, your 11 yeah. nets you basically nothing. You see, um... A some, mountain. Y- well, yes. You see some rock <laughs> formations that appear to be moving on their own, uh-huh. uh, way off in the distance. And mm. that's a little unsettling, but... That's most, none of my business. Yeah, mostly you just shrug it yeah. off and go, we're in hell, it's fine. <laughs> um... Kehalanya aborzen vinyaya vas to here. Um, you notice something odd about the shadows. Mm. Um, you haven't really been able to pinpoint a source of light here in hell. Uh, there isn't a burning sun above you. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything seems to be well lit, as if it were the middle of the day. However, as you climb this mountain, you begin to see shapes forming in the shadows beneath object. Uh, shadows that are strangely elongated and uh, <laughs> shadows that twist inward upon themselves. Ah. Yeah. Um, holes in shadows where there shouldn't be holes. Things like that. Um, I'm, wa- I'm wondering if this is related to those silent ones we were told about, the context for which I've completely forgotten. Um, hmm. Let me... Let me ask Sefi. Um, well, okay. First of all, do 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 fantasy decapi Dylan as as real multiply do in our decapodes. world? Decapodes. Um, are they able to see on more wavelengths of visible light than we are, as real decapodes are? Sure. Okay. Then I would like to ask Sefi via Jive um, if he can see. A, a source of light that we cannot, or B, if he can see anything relating to these shadows that's weird. And, of course, he doesn't know what we can't see. Like, he doesn't, but just, like, do you see anything, dog? Right. Um, Sefi uh, tumbles around in his little vase ah, uh, I love a it. couple of times. He's the, he's the Denmark J-Cat of fantasy decapodes. Uh, sort of uh, looking around as best he can. Um, and he he signs at you, and he says... Uh, in in as best a jive as he can manage. Sure. Them some weird shadows, dog. Empty night. Uh, weird how, Sefi? Uh, 
<laughs> he just he just signs back unnatural. Great. I mean, we are in hell. Yeah, that's fair. Um, do they set off my Abbey senses? Um, yes. like if I ex- if I extend them, okay. Yes. Uh, it is it is a manifestation of aberrant energy. It seems like. Okay. Um, but you can't really pinpoint a source, which is to say, like a rock has a weird shadow, but the rock is not the source, and you don't know where the source is coming from. Okay. So, the only conclusion I can draw from this is that Nyarlathotep is trying to steal our shadows, or manifest through our shadows, or something like that, which is the most horrible thing I've ever heard in my life. And the only solution I can think of is to arrange it best as we can so that there are no shadows, but again, there's no visible light source. Then you know what? Um, I'm going to tell all this to Gwen, just so uh-huh. not leaving my girl in the dark. And um, we'll just keep an eye on it, I guess. I mean, if there's no if there's no active apparent threat. I would like to step on Lanya's shadow. You do so. Okay. Um, it's you. You do notice um, examining Lanya's shadow that neither of you nor any of your party are casting strange shadows. Your shadows okay. are fine. Oh, all right. Okay, that's not as okay. frightening as it seemed to be. No, yeah, then it's it's probably just a ramification of Nyarlathotep trying to invade this plane on, like, a basic, like, wavelength level. Alright, we'll keep an eye on it. Um, we set up camp. Okay. And I do have a spell called Magic Circle, but that's got a very limited duration, and I don't think I could set it up and then go to sleep. So I would like to just fully extend my aberrant senses and try to just leave them on while we sleep. I'd like to ask Smith if he, if he knows any, like, protection spells, because he's, like, he's a wizard. It's true. Oh, ask him if he knows about, like, weird shadows, too. Yeah. I would like to ask Smith about this information. So ask him. Smith, do you know anything about weird shadows? No, <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, he says, well, it it was always one of the signs of Nyarlathotep's influence. Okay. Um, it could mean imminent danger, or it could mean this plane is about to fall. So, imminent danger. Probably imminent danger, Yes, but less imminent than, say, a knife at your throat. Okay. Uh, do you know any, like, protection circle spells? Like, can you throw some stones around us and say that we're good? Uh, I practice a few wards. We could, uh, uh, hide our encampment as best as possible, but... Um, as far as anything wandering upon us and, say, wanting to rip our throats out, I'm, I'm afraid, uh, fire would be our, my best bet. Okay. Um, so, as you, um, set up camp, I assume, uh, so, actually, do you guys want to, uh, camp out on the banks of the river Styx, or do you want to find an outcropping somewhere, or a little hovel? What do you, what, what kind of protections are you looking for? I the landscape. I had thought that we could perhaps... So is is this a mountain we're approaching, or is it just mountainous terrain? Uh, so it it's mountainous terrain. Uh, like, you're you're climbing up the slope of a mountain range. Okay. Okay. Um, is there, like, uh, not like a cave cave, but just, like, a little, a little impression that we could all kind of fit into so we only have to worry about one direction? Uh, make for me a nature check. Okay. Gwen. 
Make a nature check also. Make a nature check as well. That's uh, wisdom, I believe. Intelligence. Ah, intelligence nature. I rolled a natural one. I lost my die because I'm playing in a closet. Aren't you a druid? Yeah. You're supposed to be good at nature. Well, you know, not this one. Uh, that's... Fair. Uh, <laughs> not hell nature. That's, yeah. That's a nine, and I don't think I have any inspiration to spend. That would be spend. the sister clan. Ah, right. Okay, so, um, you do manage to find a small little crescent indentation with a little overhang. That'll do. Um, it is a ways off from the river. Um, well, river ain't going nowhere. That's true. I well, mean, I mean, hope. we... I mean, we presume. We, yeah. <laughs> this is hell. This is the hell river. It this could is, change direction if it felt like it. This is hell infected by a chaos god. So, yeah. Know. Come on down to Styx, the living river. Um still though, I think I think we need as defensible a standpoint as possible. So, I mean, can, we can still see the river and such from our little outcropping. Uh it is over a little ridge. Mm-hmm. Uh so you okay. can sort of see the river bank, but you can't see the river itself. Okay. Then, yeah, that, that'll be... Gwen, you think that'll be okay? Yeah, that, that should be fine. I don't think the yeah. river will move unless Dylan decides he's going to fuck us in, like, two seconds. Well, yeah, and honestly, like, if we get to the point where the river starts moving, I think it's probably going to be the least of our problems. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then we set up the whatnot, and we make some food and rest. All right. Uh, Smith casts some, some wards that are meant to hide you guys uh, as best as he can. Um... There is a, when you strike your campfire, uh, the smoke from it rises in a spiral, uh, and, uh, uh, hugs the overhang as it leaves this thing, this, this encampment, and then rises very high in a single tube, uh, shit, until it becomes, uh, until it begins to plume out as if you guys had a chimney above you. Uh, this huh. is, this is part of Smith's wards. It hides the location of your campfire. Okay. I was gonna say, oh, neat. you know, I don't know much about the science, but Arden would probably say that's not how gravity works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, this Smith guy should have started being useful a lot earlier. Right? Um, <laughs> the, I'm just gonna move past that one. I'm going to, uh, uh, the encampment, uh, remains hidden throughout the period of rest that you guys take. Um, as, as you wait around and, and sleep and, uh, entrance yourselves and do the various things that you need to do to recover. Connect uh, with the ancestors, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, say your prayers. The light- Take our advair. The, the light, uh, around you shifts, um, in this sort of unsettling fashion where, uh, the the shadows that pointed in one direction now point in several, as if you had multiple light sources going on. Um, the the light itself grows very dim, um, but otherwise you notice no changes. Um, I would like to do two things. I would like to say to Smith, Smith, hello. Um, do you have any spells, any magics that would enhance my? I don't really know how to articulate this because I am but a an ignorant mountain woman. Um, if like if there's a thing there, but I can't see it, but it's still you know like wind is there, but you can't see it. Is is there a way to expand the the range of things that I can see? Um, sort of. I mean, not wind specifically. Um, well, right. No, that that was a terrible example. Yeah. 
Uh, but for instance, if we were facing an adversary that could, say, become invisible, um, right. there are, uh, true sight spells. There's, uh, there, there are several divinations, uh, that, that could, uh, procure the information that you need. Uh, what, what are you looking for specifically? True sight sounds about right. So I will direct your attention to yonder shadows. And how they are not acting in a manner typical of their kind, at least in our experience. Um, now, I'm no scientist, but as far as I'm aware, shadows need a source of light, and I cannot see one of those. So if there was a source of light that it was hiding or invisible or something like that, if we could see what's casting these shadows, I think that would probably be better. Well, you you recall the Castle Avalon and the first field yes. of, of Elysium. The unnatural light without a source is really a function of these these extra planar uh, domains, uh, okay. the 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 powers that be, if you will, uh, the the ways in which these worlds were crafted, mean that they are alight at all times, um, just as a function of their being, as opposed to Rahel, which orbits a sun and right. and and thus gains a a cycle of night and day um by which you can measure time the 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 planes especially hell don't behave the same way okay. um so there's not necess- there's not necessarily a source of light that's casting these shadows right and these shadows are uh splintering and and the light is dimming in a way that suggests that this plane is on its last legs shit Okay. We we want to make it to the blood bog as soon as we can. Yeah, we gotta get there. Okay, uh, thank you. You're very helpful. I try um, to be. Lanya gonna wrangle on over to Maggie. Hey, Maggers. First of yeah. all, I'd like to congratulate you on your ballista accomplishment. That shit was rad. Yeah, thanks. It was um, it was fun. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> uh, second of all, do you still have that dagger I lent you some time ago? Uh, uh, maybe. Or, or she, like a a dagger? Do you have like a knife on you? She she rummages in her uh, in her rucksack uh, and pulls out the dagger that you stole from Raj Rajvek's office. Cool, thank you. Can I borrow this for a second? Sure, thank you. Uh, Lonnie's gonna take it and she's gonna go over to the nearest thing that is casting a weird shadow. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And she's gonna be like, "Oh, look at that in the distance!" Ha! And she's gonna stab the shadow real hard and pour some of her uh, holy energy into it. All right, go ahead and make for me an attack roll. Okie dokes. To attack the shadow. Uh, well, I'm attacking the ground, so just <laughs> point that out. All right, let's see. Never play in a closet, kids. Things don't roll right. There, get, go. God damn it. Um, I would, I would like to use my ring of true strike. Okay. <laughs> you have advantage on this attack roll. Yay, because we haven't taken shadow. our long rest yet, so... Go, God! Come on, D twenty. I'm sorry, guys. I keep losing this. This is a bad setup. No, it's okay. Mm. Need a little tray. I really do. This is bad. Okay. Um. Well, I guess that's an eleven. Okay. Um. Or like, like worse comes to it, I would like if if I can't be sneaky about it, like I can just kneel down and like meh. Yeah. Uh. So you plunge the dagger into the into the ground. Uh. And the shadow. Uh. Sort of. Uh, uh, disperses, um, and bends around where you've stabbed. Oh, this is um, that specter shit. 
Yeah. It, uh, it, it seems to not like the radiant energy you're pouring into this strike. Um, when you pull the dagger away, it, it recoalesces. What if I take the dagger and I attempt to, like, draw it across the length of the shadow real quick? Like, I'm trying to cut a piece of it off. Uh, so you do that. Ah! And the, uh, the shadow, again, avoids the blade as it travels. Okay. Uh, and reforms behind it. Okay, so I can't go so fast as to, like, cut it off. No. All right. Um, if only I had some kind of, like, like beam or wave attack where I could just be like, holy energy blast! But I do not. Okay, then, uh, I guess we'll just keep an eye on that. That's weird, but it didn't react violently, which is a good sign. Or at least not as malevolent a sign. Okay, I feel Gwen in about what happened. Cool. I say... Man, that's some specter shit. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. I never thought I'd miss that creepy little she bastard, but here we are. Alright, uh, so you guys just gonna finish up your long rest? Anything else, uh, you wanna do, Gwen? Okay. Uh, so you, you finish up your long rest, um, you restore hit points, you, uh, regain spell slots, you, uh, you know, get all the, get all the cool stuff, uh, what Reston does for you. Yeah, right there? Get that sweet REM sleep in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I assume you'll go back to following the river sticks. Assuming it's Correct. still there. It is. is it still there, Dylan? Okay, awesome. Okay. Um, that was a risk we had to take. Yeah. So, uh, following the river sticks up the rest of this, uh, the side of this mountain, you come to a, uh, a basin in between two mountains. Sure. Um, the Blood Bowl. And, in fact, this basin um is wait, wait. it's the devil's punch bowl. This there basin smells of sulfur and uh is is sort of filled with a viscous red substance, uh not unlike the blood flowing from the river sticks, though this seems much thicker. Um it would appear that you have reached the blood bog. Oh. Right. Um, the uh, the bog has several dead trees rising up throughout it. Um, massive, uh, just incredibly large things without, uh, without leaves. Um, they're, they're in fact covered in these, uh, spines that reach toward the bog. Um, vampire trees. The, um, the bog itself has these, uh, solidified, uh, sort of like sandbars mm-hmm. scattered throughout it. Clots. Um, yeah. Uh, that you may, in fact, uh, be able to walk across. Though, none of them seem all that much connected to each other. Okay. About how far across is this bog? Uh, several miles. Several miles, okay. The river Styx seems to flow from about the center of it. Uh, so you, center. you come out, uh, sort of in the, uh, in the middle of one side. Right. So we were told that we need to go beyond the blood bog. Right. So does that mean like through the source and down? What do you think, Christina? That's, that's why I was wondering myself in my mind. Cause like I, <clears throat> we could walk across these blood clots for miles but i don't right i don't know how easy that well, would be because there's but... yeah there's there's it doesn't look like there's anywhere to 
go geographically. Yeah. And then I was wondering, like, does he want us to go inside the blood bog? Do we have to swim in it? But then that would be really... Oh, this is hell. Yeah, yeah. It is, it's super corrosive. We know that much. Yeah. Um, although, admittedly, that's after it's had a chance to flow some. This is, this is different blood. Make perception checks for me. Okie dokes. It is wisdom. It has always been wisdom. God, I got a six. Um, that's a 14. All right. Uh, so Kehalanya, you notice that the blood bog, uh, when it isn't draining from the river Styx, seems to be uh, traveling in a circular pattern. Draining into the river Styx. Uh, so, um, yes, there there is an outlet that feeds the river Styx. Okay. Um, but beyond that outlet, there also seems to be a uh, spiral towards the center. Like it's... Okay. Like it's tidal pooling, right? Like a drain? Yeah. Cool. Okay. I'm I'm sorry. I just want to make sure I understand this right. So this is the source of the sticks, right? This okay. So the sticks heads off from this point. Okay. Um. Then I reckon. Uh, but the sandbars aren't connected, so we can't we can't just travel from one to the next. Although, well, we've got our gliders. You just throw each other. That's worked <laughs> before. Well, Lanya's also got her invincibility helm, so she could swim. No. I mean, Gwen, you're a druid. What do you think? Well, <laughs> I was thinking, like, if it's traveling in a circular pattern, does it seem to be, like, sloped in any way? Or does it just move? Uh, you can't really discern the terrain beneath the okay. surface of the thick, I mean, the uh, way goopy the, blood. the goopy blood is moving, is it, like, does it look like it's draining? Uh, so it does look like it descends towards the center. Okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Doing our work for us. All right, well, taking a lesson from Final Fantasy VI, um, these trees, are there enough nearby and accessible to us, and are they of such quality that we could bind them together into a raft? Um, they're, the, the trees are very tall, mm-hmm. um, like hundreds of feet. So you suspect oh, okay. felling one could provide you enough wood to build a raft. Cool. Um, though when you approach one, um, you find that its spines are very sharp and very brittle. Um, when you break a few off and get at the bark underneath, you find mm-hmm. that that too is very brittle uh, and doesn't hold up well to uh, any sort of force. Mm-hmm. You suspect felling one of these trees might just shatter it to pieces. Great. That's, that's rad. So. <clears throat> so a raft is out. At least a raft crafted from these trees. I don't... I don't want to put our characters in danger, but I feel like we have to jump inside the bog. Yeah, and like thematically, that's that's how the shape of this story goes, and I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. I am hesitant to abandon Maggie and Co. I mean, I assume they just come with us. Oh, we all jump into the bog. So, so I assume that you guys are having this conversation in character. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So this is this is the point where my ancestor would say, "Well, I'm jumping in that bog, y'all," and then he dies, and then he wins. Smith um, uh, draws some figures in the sand, uh, sort of on the coast of this bog. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you two are discussing this, he says, "We could try to pay the ferryman." What? Yes. What is that? Tell me. The. Uh, 
he who is charged with, uh, with bringing souls damned down the river Styx. Oh boy. Could be persuaded to bring us across the bog to its center. That sounds laden with implication. Uh, yeah. what, what manner of payment does this being usually require? It depends. Okay. For a damned soul, usually a coin of the realm will do, offered to the, the soul on its way down. Um, okay. For living folks such as us, I am not entirely certain. Great. All right. Um, how do we go about calling such a creature? Well, uh, he, he gestures we... to the circle and the, the symbols he's drawn in the sand. And he says, well, we can call, we can summon him forth, uh, by offering payment for our safe travels. Mm-hmm. Though, if we don't have payment in hand when he arrives, I don't know what he'll do. Well, we don't have much in the way of material goods, certainly not in the way of coin. So we have to have our offerings ready when he gets here. It's not like he'll he'll get here and we can negotiate. I uh, well, we could try it. All right. We could try it and uh, see what happens. Gwen, what do you think? I mean, I don't see any other option. Yeah. Okay. They right. uh they put uh, they put the boatman's call by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds on the record player and uh they get to calling forth an an eldritch ferryman. Smith places his open palm in the center of the figure he's drawn. Um and for a moment nothing happens. Um but Fer- the ferryman's on his lunch break. The the group of you hear uh from behind you coming up the river Styx um uh a, a boat sloshing. Ew! Um, Boots shouldn't slosh! Um, this, this small gondola sort of thing, uh, made of bones. Yep. Um, and, and driven by a, uh, a very slight figure, uh, dressed in a hooded cloak, uh, makes its way up to the mouth of the river. I was honestly hoping for, like, an undead gondolier. <sighs> um, the the hooded figure uh stretches out its long uh long fingered hand uh skin pulled tight across the bones um it it seems to be uh uh asking for payment i mean don't we have some like soul coins left we do we could certainly try those um uh, smith approaches the the figure uh, and nods in respect and says, Ferryman of the River Styx, for five living souls to cross the bog, what would you require as payment? And the ferryman replies uh, in a in a creaking voice, a piece of yourself. That's okay. what I figured. Yeah, that's what I figured. That's, yeah, that's about right. Hum. I cut off some of my hair and hand it to Nice! Nice! <laughs> You are okay. good at this. See, yeah, that's good thinking right there. The Tauruses, the the woman's hair is her glory. So that, yeah, okay. Great. Um, uh, when you when you hand the the skeletal figure your hair, mm-hmm. um, it grips it tightly, sort of curling each finger in turn over it, uh, and then it stuffs it into a pocket in its in its robe. Yeah, the hair pocket. Uh, and then it reaches out and sort of 
pulls you into the boat. Okay. Um, and then it reaches out its hand for the next person. Um, Dylan, yep. let me ask you this. Yeah. Would there be, and knowing you, I'm certain there would, so I guess what I'm asking is how severe would the consequences be if Lanya were to offer the ferryman an eye? Uh, so you would, uh, your vision would be impaired. Um, you would have disadvantage on ranged attacks for lack of depth perception. Sure. Um, it would do be excruciatingly range, painful. For do one ranged point. spell attacks, like my magic missile and stuff, do those count as ranged attacks? Uh, yes. Shit. Magic missile does not, because it automatically hits, but... Right. Well, Lanya doesn't have any hair, really. She wears, she wears it short in, in the, you know, the modern fashion. A piece sure. of myself. Uh, if only I still had Duckleberry Finn. Hmm. I could offer the ferryman a secret. Ferryman, would you accept in trade a terrible truth that I have told no living soul? Uh, the ferryman um, reaches out towards you and places his hand on your head, just sort of thumb on the forehead. Um, and he's, uh, he says, When I was very small, and my brother to here was even smaller, it was the holy time for my people uh, when we came home to the heart of the mountain. And at that time, we had a third sibling, Selsha. While the adults were at services, Tahir and I snuck out because we were dumb kids and we didn't want to hear about the ancestors and we didn't want to sit through services and it was a beautiful night and we just wanted to be out. And what we didn't know is that Selsha followed us. We were out just screwing around and... We ended up knocking over a fence, which startled some Balahu, which startled even more Balahu. And eventually, the entire herd, the entire clan herd, thousands and thousands of heads of Balahu, were stampeding through our camp, destroying everything in their path. The adults didn't realize because they were at services uh, at the mountain some distance away. And when the dust settled and everything was calm again, uh, we acted as though we had just found out the same way they did, that we just came back and everything. We ran back to services as quickly as we could once the stampede started. What we didn't realize was that Shelsa had followed us and that Shelsa had not come back. And so when we sorted through the ruins of our camp, we found the body of our little sister, and we didn't say anything. We never told our parents. It was just between Tahir and I, and we have never spoken of it since. The ferryman runs his uh, thumb across your, your forehead, uh, and when he pulls it away, in his hand he grips a glass orb swirling with a smoky white substance. Um, Gwen, yeah. on Lanya's face, you see these 
burn marks appearing. Uh, and for Lanya, they, it doesn't feel like anything's happening. So at first, Lanya doesn't know anything until you say something. Uh, but you see these burn marks, mm-hmm. and it's, it's in, it seems to be the figure of a hand uh-huh. twisted in some sort of gesture. And it takes you a minute. Uh-huh. But eventually you realize that this is Shelsa's name spoken in jive. I figured. Burned across Lanya's face. I tell her that. Uh, Lanya, Lanya reaches up and, and feels it. She says, well, at least it matches the inside now. The, the ferryman pockets the, the orb, uh, and brings Lanya aboard the, the boat. And Lanya still has that memory, right? Like he didn't pull it out of her head or anything? Yeah, no. You still remember okay. that very clearly. Um, the, um, the, the other two of your companions, um, sort of hem and haw for a bit among themselves, trying to figure out what to do. What does Sefi do? Uh, Sefi, Sefi, uh, <laughs> uh, you you set Sefi's jar in the the um the ferryman's hand, mm-hmm. and Sefi <laughs> blurps, and the ferryman uh raises his other hand, mm-hmm. and with uh five extra fingers on that hand, he blurps back. Uh, and then That's the most upsetting thing I've ever heard in my life. And then he places the jar back upon the uh, uh, the boat with you guys. Um, Maggie, for her part, um, gives the ferryman a uh, a small satchel uh, that contains a um, a bracelet, uh, simple, made of stone. Uh, and very geometric in pattern. Uh, and it's the last thing she has of her father. Um, Reed's corpse, um, is, is simply shuffled onto the boat. Yeah, corpse uh, is ride free. I thought you were gonna say that's what Smith offers and I was gonna be really sad. Oh shit, that would have been, oh man. Smith, um, looks, uh, looks down and he, he gets that hazy look you've seen on his, uh, uh, behind his eyes, um, and and he says, "Ferryman, I have nothing of my own to give." Because it's not his body. Um, the ferryman reaches out and places his thumb on on Smith's forehead, um, and he he uh bring he brings his thumb across the same way he did Lanya, and Smith falls to his knees for a second. And begins to heave, um, just emptying the contents of his stomach uh, on on the coastline, and with it, blood oh, and no. bile. Uh oh. Uh. Um. Um. And when he stands, he stands taller. Um. Not not physically changed, but he seems uh unburdened the way he has recently. Um. Uh, the the ferryman helps him climb aboard, and then the five of you set off across the blood bog. Okay, I would like to ask Smith what the heck that was. Um, Smith looks at uh, the lifeless body of Reed, and he says, I know I should remember that man. Oh! Who is he? He's a friend of ours. Okay. What's wrong with him? He's gone away to another place, and... We're hoping to find him, among other things. Oh, okay. 
I pap Smith on the head. Yeah, I just put put my arm around him in a companionable fashion. Not exactly friendly, but companionable. Well, yeah. <laughs> God, Dylan, you're a terrible person. He seems to be I knew he was shaking gonna a bit. Do that shit. That's some fucking, fucking knew it. Dalinar Kalin shit right there. Uh, Smith is shaking, um, but he doesn't know why. Uh, could I infuse him with a little bit of lay on hands and just like calm him down a little? Uh, this is not the kind of wound you can heal with magic. No, that's those are the God only kind of help. Oh, jeez, that's terrible. The fairy. Okay. Um. Uh, well, up? real quick, uh, a look passes between Gwen and Lanya, and we get Maggie's attention real quick too, and just re- real, real little jive finger spelling. Like he mustn't know. Agreed. Maggie, but that Maggie, was cool. you know signed. That was jived. Yeah. Maggie just nods. Okay. Like, no no good can come of that right now. Um, the ferryman uh, spirals you inward towards the center of the blood bog. Uh, and as you begin to reach the center, the, uh, the boat, the bone boat, um, begins to tip forward. And it begins to submerge itself beneath oh the bog. Well, here we are. Uh, and as you reach the center, you begin to plummet, uh, as if below the surface there is nothing. Yeah. And we'll find out where the ferryman takes you next time you on Dyson Virtue. What? Son of a thousand discount Swedes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow, Dylan. Oh You're not my even god. A Swede. Just the son of a thousand discount yep. Swedes. See, I knew uh. that. I knew that read thing was coming because that's exactly the type of shit that you would pull, Dylan. I felt I it. Have. I felt it in some way. And yet you did nothing to stop it. Why do you fear success, Christina? Well, because I didn't think that Dylan was... Well, you know, I did know. I did know, but I didn't know how Dylan was going to go about that. I thought Smith that's was going to be like, herp de derp, would you like a toe? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you how a world is made. Yeah, he could have... Because oh, it wasn't his body. That's... God. Yeah. But weirdly enough, like, it... I feel like I cheated. I feel like I cheated. I got away easy. No, so you, you definitely... Think. You definitely yeah. did, but you should I feel thought. good about it. You should feel good about it until okay. it turns out that it didn't work as well as you think it did. Yep, because I apparently that's what Dylan is alluding to now. Yay! Also, I love that the instant the game ends, we instantly become our own number one fan cast. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Thanks for listening, uh, everybody. Thanks, guys. We'll be back again next week. Bye. Bye.